Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. It's off to Ottawa for the final road game before the holiday break. Alex Ovechkin's chase for second all-time moves north of the border for now, and Tom Galitti stops by to chat with Ben. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, December 21st. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. It's a practice day and a travel day for the Capitals today. An 11 a.m. practice in Boston, followed by an afternoon flight to Canada's capital city. The final road game before the holiday break coming up tomorrow night at Canadian Tire Center in the second meeting of three this season with the Ottawa Senators. The Sens going to return the favor next Thursday night, December 29th at Capital One Arena. Alex Ovechkin without a goal now in three straight games. He'll once again look to tie and pass Gordie Howe for second all-time in NHL history in goals scored. If that particular history doesn't come to pass north of the border tomorrow night, the Capitals going to be back in the district on Friday to face the Winnipeg Jets in the back half of two games in two nights. Recently, Ben chatted with Tom Galitti from NHL.com about Alex Having number eight in our town has changed all of our professional lives for the better, but perhaps, Tom, more than most. A longtime beat writer for the New Jersey Devils, he relocated here in 2015 in large part because of Ovechkin's assault on the record books, and the NHL wanted to have a stronger presence in this market to cover him. Here now, Ben's Chats with Tom Galitti. So, Tom, we'll lead you off the bat, having covered the Capitals' Stanley Cup run in 2018. You move here to the Washington area in 2015 to cover a Stanley Cup contender and also potentially to chronicle history with Alex Ovechkin. As he now hits 800, approaching 801, 802, how would you describe what it's like to cover him within the larger scope of the team to have him carry so much attention and provide a lot of work for all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's been not just this year. It's been for a few years now as we've gone from, I think before he got here, he got in his 500th goal already, but we've gone to 600 to 700 to 800 now. He's passed you know, all these names, and now we're talking about Gordie Howe for second in goals, and then we're going to talk about Wayne Gretzky. You know, maybe, maybe take a couple of years, but that's going to be the next thing. And yeah, like you said, it's kept us all busy. It's been fun, and, and you'll have to you know be thankful to him that he's given so much time talk to talk about these things because you know he definitely appreciates it but you're asking a lot of the same questions over and over again but he and, and the one thing i will say also is that you can tell this one with gordy howe you can tell the significance is not lost on him he understands who gordy howe is he's learned who he is he's met his sons he, he, he met his son mark and and i think he really appreciates this you know he's really starting to get a grasp of where he is right now in history and how how high up and how great that is and i mean there are many you know this is an elite thing we're talking about here this this is not moments that happen every day in the nhl i get the sense even from those around the team around the organization there is a sense that We've seen him pass benchmarks, hit milestones before, but this does feel different. I think it was John Carlson gave you a great quote about that as far as where he is right now on the all-time leaderboard. Yeah, I mean, I can't repeat exactly what he said because <laughs> there's an expletive in there, but yeah, like you're talking about Gordie Howe and you talk about talk to other players around the league like Connor McDavid or Jonathan Taze. You're talking about, great, like, for me, I, you know, you're talking about Gordie Howe, like, you know, I'm old enough that I saw him 
not in person, but on TV, play in his last year in the NHL, and, and you're like, this is Mr. Hockey, and Wayne Gretzky passed him in 1994, and that was a huge thing. And you never thought anyone would get close. And now as we've been getting close, you know, as we've been going over the years, you knew it was going to happen. You know Gordy was going to happen for a little while here, but still, it's a really cool thing, Gordy Howe. And we lost him in 2016. He was such a great ambassador for the game. And I think I think it's one of the good things about this is that we're kind of celebrating Gordy again. You know, like people maybe don't know that he played in the NHL at 52, which sounds absurd. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he did that in 1980. So those, I think this has been kind of a cool part of it as well. To that point, you did a great story, a long read type feature on NHL.com chronicling. I think it was designed to chronicle goal 801 that Howe scored, and it ended up being more a chronicle of his final NHL season with the Hartford Whalers. But hearing it and reading it from former teammates of his, that must have been a fun story to put together. It took a lot of work, but a lot of voices chronicling the final year of Gordie Howe in the NHL. Yeah, it's, it started out, like you said, I was going to want to talk to the people that were involved in his last goal, what they remembered about it, and no one remembers a single thing. I mean, his, his sons don't remember a thing about it. You know, they remember his goal he scored in the playoffs in, uh, after that against Montreal's Montreal Forum, and that one kind of stands out, and they think of that as his last goal. But 801 was the one that stood at the record, so to me that was like an uh, interesting thing to talk about, and no one and no one remembers. No one who assisted on it, uh, Ray Allison, Gordy Roberts, they don't remember it. The goalie, Will Givshon, he didn't remember it. Um, a few other, Nick Petit, who was playing on his line that entire year, did not remember it. But the interesting thing is that they all had kind of other stories and how Gordy impacted them, things that were kind of interesting that happened to them during that season. Or, you know, Rogi Bashon wasn't that season. It was he gave up his first his first shot ever in the NHL was against Gordy Howe when he was with the Red Wings on a breakaway and he stopped him. And then years later, whatever it was, I think 12, 13 years later, he gave up Gordy's last last goal and his last shot on goal ever in the NHL. So there's a lot of symmetry that kind of went into that whole story that I thought was interesting. It's neat, too, the legacy of Gordie Howe being carried on by his sons, primarily Marty and Mark with their NHL resumes. Two guys who made it a point as well, wanting to be in person and wanting to follow this along. Yeah, I think they're really carrying on what their father did. When you know, when, when Wayne was about to pass Gordie, Gordie went with him. I know Wayne asked him to, but he went along with him, and the same with his points record, and he and he rooted him on, and he supported him, and I think that, I think that is a really cool part of this story, too, is that how the Howe family has kind of embraced it, and, he, and they're supporting Alex. They know these things are meant to have, you know, records are meant to be broken, like Mark said. And this isn't a record. This is for number two. But they know this is a pretty significant moment. And also they, you know, Mark has said, you know, this, this is not what Alex is really out for. They know he's going for, for Wayne after this. As far as Ovechkin, I think 162 games, right, to get from 700 to 800, which is quicker than he went from three to 400, from five to 600, I believe. How does he do it? This is part of the legacy, right? The fact that he continues with the consistency in his late 30s, 17, 18 years into his NHL career. What do you make of the ability to get from seven to eight as quick as he did? Oh, it's amazing, and he's 37 years old now, and I think we're seeing that he has done different things, and he does... He scores in different ways now. We were talking this morning with Pierre Laviolette about how he's more around his goals against Chicago. There were, you know, two of them were right around the net. Oh, greasy yeah, goals. Yeah, greasy goal. And he started kind of doing that a few years ago. But you know, he's definitely been going to the net more and adding different things to his game. And and on top of that, I also think that it helps that the you know scoring is up in the league again. You know, the, it's not what it was when Gretzky played. But you know, the scoring is increasing, and I think that's helped him as well. But he's just been a pretty consistent player throughout his career. If you look at the numbers, it's basically been the same in the first half of his career to the second half of his career was the number of goals per game so that's that's why he's getting to this you know it's uh, I don't remember who was saying it maybe Peter DeBoer was saying like you know 800 goals is 20 40 goal seasons like no how, how do you do that and now and it's even not not even that he's at season number uh, 
18, 17, 18. So 18, 18 yeah. so like, you know, he's, he's averaged like 45 goals a season in his career. It's insane. That's crazy. And no signs of slowing down. Adjusting his game, altering maybe, but the productivity remains there. How about from, from a team perspective too, what we've seen over the years too, it's the middle of December. It's games, you know, 30, 31, 32 of a regular season. They're after two points at the end of the day, but it does seem this is something collectively the team can feed off of. Maybe Ovi sets the tone because he's motivated, but there is something to the fact that this can lead to team success. Other than just the goals contributing to a win, there seems to be a, a real positive energy around the group. I, I agree. I think it definitely has helped them and their play has picked up in, in recent weeks, and, and that, that, I think that's part of it. You know, like Alex has been scoring, that's part of it too, but yeah, I think that the team is kind Kind of you know they're they're rallying around or whatever. This is this is just fun for them. This is a fun thing. You know we saw the scene in Chicago after you got the hat trick to get to get to 800. How how cool that was and the emotions and the celebration. And I think that is a good thing at this time of year. Coaches worry like we're less than a week from Christmas and yeah. families start coming in and they get people's minds get on different things. This may sound crazy, but this is true. Like they start worrying about this because it, it's true. You get distracted. And this is a thing to have on the ice for them as well as try to. They need to win these games. And anything like that is definitely I think a positive for them. Tom Galiti from NHL.com. Always appreciate it, Tom. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. That's Ben with Tom Galiti from NHL.com and the chase for Gordie Howe continues tomorrow night in Canada, Ontario. It's the Capitals and Ottawa Senators at 7 Eastern, 645 air on 106.7 a fan and Caps Radio 24-7, CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.